Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our little feelings about those characters, and then make them fight for our amusement, and hopefully yours. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as almost always, is Ken Knapsack. Happy to be here in a porg-filled world. <laughs> That's right. It's a brand new Star Wars world here in uh, the real world, and also Databank Brawl. Now, first, if for some reason you're listening... For the very first time, we get these entries from the official StarWars.com databank. We read them. We supplement with some information from the uh, wilds of Wikipedia, which is 
quite accurate mostly now. Uh, <laughs> used to be a little bit of a wild land there between the canon and the non-canon tabs and the legends and all the tabs. Uh, and then we talk a little bit about what we think of these characters, kind of get some perspective on them, and then we improvise a fun fight and decide who would and should be the victor. This is our great opportunity to do a fight from The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have not seen The Last Jedi, but are listening to a Star Wars podcast about two weird characters fighting, I don't know what has gone wrong in your life. But if you haven't seen The Last Jedi yet, please, there are spoilers. Please, no. I was choking on my emotion. There are spoilers. <laughs> uh, Ken, are you ready for our first official The Last Jedi? I'm fight? so ready. Got Wikipedia up here. I'm excited to go into this new territory. Okay. And our very first combatant. I had to do it. I wanted Jennifer to be here. Uh, mm -hmm. Schedules are difficult, but I had to have our first combatant be a Porg. Oh, yeah. Had to do it. The world has been screaming for Porg battles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. And one of the fascinating things that we like uh, on Star Wars Databank Brawl is certainly we like the brawl, we like to fight, but it's fascinating to see which databank entries are long, complex, maybe sometimes even have some judgment about the characters. Mm. The Porg's entry is short and sweet. Nice. Here's everything that the databank says about our beloved Porgs. Small, flat-muzzled avians that flock about the rocks and roost in the cliffs of Luke Skywalker's secluded island, porgs are inquisitive creatures. That's it. <laughs> now, it's, it, this has been up on the databank for a little while, so mm -hmm. it's obviously trying to steer, steer away from any spoilers. Right. Like, it's not going to add. And Chewie almost ate one. <laughs> he cooked that porg, and even its little feet were meat somehow. Yeah. <laughs> So true. Did not add that. Uh, but does Wikipedia have more about the Porgs? Guys? Yes. I have to uh, get through uh, a great video from our friend Alex at Star Wars Explained, who works with Wikipedia. Several warnings for spoilers. I'm <laughs> scrolling down. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty much uh, simple. Uh, what you're saying there, it adds the, the Porglets. Okay. A flock of Porgs is known as a murder. I think that was a Ryan Johnson, Pablo Hidalgo confirmed thing. <laughs> Male Borgs were known to be slightly bigger in size than females. Um, but other than that, it is just as you described. We got uh, got some behind-the-scenes information. Um, no height okay. <laughs> or weight. <laughs> I think we can see <laughs> roughly how they are. Yeah. Uh, habitat, coastal. They got a good, they're a good coastal bird, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Do you think in your imagine, imagination, your, your head cannon at this point, do you think other places have porgs, or are they native to Achtu? I I think um, I, I I think it's just Achtu. Yeah, I think it's just Octo. I you could see much like there's uh you know the loath cats and yeah. there's the different versions in other places. Maybe Tuka cats other places. Tuka, exactly, right? yeah. Tuka cats. Yeah, maybe there could be like a perg somewhere else. <laughs> nice, nice. How do you feel about the Porgs? Now, the Porgs to me are a modern, a reflection of modern Star mm -hmm. Wars fandom, where they're a background creature that are that's there for fun. In the movie, but we all lost our minds yeah. about Porg. Porg mania swept the nation. Yeah. How are you feeling about him now? Yeah, Porg mania, Porg nation, uh, all those things there. I I liked them. I think I heard about them first, and then I saw them, and that behind-the-scenes footage of D23, I really was like, oh, I, I like this yeah. idea. But I was like, all right, we're looking at dangerous territory, right? 
they can be too cute. And then the hype starts, and then the backlash to the hype, and then the backlash to the backlash. It's a lesson in pop culturism. Um, and the Porgs are a circle. And the toys, some of the toys I was a little, made me scared, the ones that make sounds. <laughs> They're disturbing sounds. Disturbing sounds. I'm like, what's going to happen here? So then, all right, so the movie comes out. Long story short, I still love them. In fact, I probably even love them more, which is surprising because they are used you know they're they're used to you can't miss them is what i'm yeah. trying to say and they're front and center at times and it worked for me yeah absolutely so I, liked the porks. I liked how emotive they were so like they were able to express different emotions you would think for a thing that is basically sort of a, this egg-shaped little oval thing yeah. it's got two big eyes and an almost always open mouth with those little <laughs> teeth poking out hinting hinting at the possibilities of violence you would think that they can't express that much emotion, but they do. They, they do. We, we see them go through joy and loss yeah. and fear and <laughs> anger. So many, count the Porg emotions in The Last Jedi and you will be surprised. Well, here's a, it's an incomplete quote, but it's a quote from Pablo Hidalgo himself. It says, Porgs are cute. You fall into those deep, soulful, soulful eyes. I think a lot of people are going to want a Porg as a pet. And deep, soulful eyes is right. He clearly had seen some footage when describing them there and uh, not just the behind the scenes stuff. He saw how they had they played in the movie and there's some soul there yeah there is some depth to these porks now uh here's another quick follow-up question do you want to see them more places not mm. not in the galaxy but like do you want them to come back in episode nine do you want them to no. uh, do you want them to be downloadable content for battlefront 2 that yes that that would work <laughs> um like a porg mission oh yeah save the porgs i i am okay with the porgs being an episode eight phenomenon i do wonder though much like when you say uh you know i used to uh, co-own a ferret with uh, my, uh, my old girlfriend yeah you, you can't you know not legal in here in california you yeah. know but california has, has the highest ferret ownership population ah. so what happens when you introduce a, a creature into a habitat and an environment that it's not supposed to be or it's not allowed to be that porg stowed away yeah. he's there at the end of the movie on top of r2 what happens when a porg goes to another part of the galaxy? Yeah, and we already saw some porglets also uh, yeah. on the Falcon. So, yep. I mean, maybe that's going to be the story of Episode Nine. <laughs> the galaxy is overrun. Chewie by and the porgs, porgs too. Yeah, the that's the, the battle. That's the big battle. Yeah, I want to play a mission or read a book that saw Guerrera and the porgs. Mm. I think just because I want to hear him yell, "Porg, porg, <laughs> porg, gullet." So, who is going to face the Porg? Not the Porg gullet. We'll do that horrible Frankenstein monster someday. But the Porg, or mm -hmm. perhaps multiple Porgs, needed to face someone. Uh, right. needed to, I, my options were limited because I wanted to pull from the actual StarWars.com databank that doesn't have a lot of the minor characters up yet. Right. For The Last Jedi. Right. So, I had to go with one of my favorite literary devices of alliteration, and that made the choice for me. So, the Porg will do combat with... The Praetorian Guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I know. This is going to be oh, brutal. It's no. going to be a brutal one. Okay. This is what the StarWars.com databank has to say about the Praetorian Guard. As the supreme leader of the First Order, Snoke stood atop an evil regime that mirrored many of the dark traditions of the Galactic Empire. As a striking example, Snoke was flanked by crimson-clad guardians, loyal protectors encased in the ornate armor, ready to defend the Supreme Leader from any threat. Mm -hmm. mm. Again, this was released before the film. Yes. If it was rewritten now, that last sentence should be, uh, defend the Supreme Leader from any threat and fail. Right. Right. Wow. Okay. So what is, uh, what's, what's Wikipedia got going there? 
description's pretty much the same there. We know personal bodyguards, uh, similar to the Emperor's Royal Guard in uh, Return of the Jedi, or actually just all of Star Wars canon, protecting Sheev Palpatine, which, by the way, I, from the behind-the-scenes perspective, I love that Ryan Johnson kind of brought that image back mm-hmm. and kind of, uh, like, again, echoing what you know and what you love about Star Wars and bringing a new version to it. And then we get to see him in an uh, in action there. Now, they're saying, so eight, elite force of eight human warriors. Ooh. Which is interesting to me because I think in that throne room sequence, I'm going to count when I see this movie count again. How many they slaughter? Because it it is yes. There's times like Game of Thrones, my beloved Game of Thrones that I love so much. There's some times where you're like, oh, only six warriors are left. And you're like, what? They're still fighting. How many are they fighting? Did they forget when they're shooting this how much are in them? There are times in that throne room scene when like, are there 15 of these guys? Yeah. What's going on? So we know there's eight is supposed to be the number. The guards are um, known as first, seventh, third, so forth and so on, much like uh, the Inquisitors, our oh, seventh brother, okay. sixth sister, six six brother, all the, you know what it is. Um, so that's interesting, too, that, hey, I'm one, I'm two, oh, I'm I first, l- I'm second. <laughs> I look forward to getting into that minutia so we'll know The Last Jedi so well. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, and then that's when eight gets his, his throat slashed by Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so can you give a nice physical description? Because I think the other cool thing about them is mm-hmm. they got that awesome armor, but there are some variations. Yeah, there are definitely definitely variations in the helmets. Uh, so they are generally going to be tall gentlemen, tall uh, with black uh, pants, but high knee high red boots. And uh, armor, very shogun-like, kind yeah. of a martial art feel to them. Um, their their arms have uh, not just like one sleek red piece of armor. It's it's in like little sections, and it makes them even look bigger and more menacing. Their helmets, I believe, are different. Correct me if I'm wrong. That this the one I'm looking at now has more of like a fanned out kind of like. Almost crown. Some of them seem yeah. to be different. One of them has like like the action figure has like a visor thing going on. Yeah, the visor is um, it's like a cl- it's like a solid plastic almost. You know, it's not plastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like little little how they see through it is up for debate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they they all do look cool. They look in the pocket of Star Wars, but also different. And I was struck uh, by how they have all these different sort of anti lightsaber electricity. Yes. Weapons. So is there any details in Wikipedia about, I, I mean, going by general Star Wars lore, those would be vibro things? Yeah. Vibro um, whips, vibro axes. Ornate crimson armor, robes, plastoid helmets, not quite plastic, and iron plates of armor protected each Praetorian Guard's arms and shoulders, so there's the numbers, um, and uh, arsenal of melee weapons, so such as long, long vibro axes, curved single-bladed swords with an electroplasma energy filament running along the blade's edge, uh, whip staffs and whip staffs. yeah, hebel, uh, heavy double-bladed pole arms that could also be separated into dagger-like single-bladed weapons to adjust to any battle scenario. Okay. And again, the p- precise sweeping movements with their martial arts fighting style struck fear into the hearts of foes. Yeah, of course. So there you they go. Did. Yeah, all right. And they got uh, really unlike the Emperor's Royal Guard. They got a chance to shine in the last yes. Jedi. Yeah, which again, I loved. I love those Royal Guards, but yeah, we never really saw them in action, right? Yeah. Were you at all disappointed, or were you fully in love with the Praetorian Guards in the film? Uh, cautiously in love going in uh-huh. because uh, it looked really damn cool, and there's yeah. a lot of cool figures and merch out there of the Praetorian Guards. But you know the Star Wars thing. You you fall in love with something that you see before you see it in action, and it goes a little different, i.e. Phasma for a lot of people. 
though I still love Phasma. So I was cautiously optimistic, cautiously uh, interested, and I, in the end of the day, loved exactly what happened. Do they get defeated easily? Yes, but that's what's supposed to happen to the bad guys, right? Yeah, and I don't think it's too easy. Those it's, are I mean, it's not easy. Massively powerful force yeah. users, right? And yeah. they are, those guys are trying everything. Their pole arms, their whip staffs. Yeah, yeah, and, and, quite, and, and, and at, at times they almost, you know, get them. You know, yeah. They're choking them and all that kind of stuff. So yes, easily in the sense of, hey, one sequence, they're in and out. But I wouldn't have expected them to travel the galaxy alongside Stoke or Ren, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it is clear then that they will be a challenge for our Porg as yes. we fight. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So we get to decide where and when this is gonna happen. We could set it in the future. Uh it's possible that there are other Praetorian guards, maybe uh Supreme Leader Ren now uh, mm. continues that tradition. Uh, mm. So maybe this is between Episode 8 and Episode 9. Maybe this is in the 
in the uh, unknown regions where the First Order built up. Maybe there's Porg somewhere there. I want to continue what we've just seen, right? Okay, continue so the adventure. So I want to move past 8 a little bit. We don't know how long 8 and 9, the time frame, will be between that movie. Uh, those movies, we don't know yet, right? So I want a little bit after. I want to say that this wasn't the only eight. This is elite Praetorian guards. Maybe there's a Praetorian guard, you know, but... Oh, right. um, non-elite Praetorian guard. Yeah, Praetorian but a Praetorian guard. guard. So, <laughs> Ren, Supreme Leader Ren's not going to... I think he's not going to casually toss away tools as he takes over. No. He's got the Knights of Ren. I think the Knights of Ren could be, if they show back up, could be his personal protection. But he's still got these guys. So I think it's after. Where? That's where I'm struggling. Yeah, I think our Praetorian guard is now elite. He used to be basic. Basic Praetorian Guard. I think number nine. Number nine. Number number nine nine is going to be our combatant. Number nine. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. A great Beatles song about this character, this Praetorian Guard. Um, Praetorian number nine. Uh, So the Porgs, I want to think that Mm. they really multiply quickly on the Falcon. (laughs) There's a lot of them. Uh, And I think the... uh, Praetorian guards, mm-hmm. Ren's going to use them differently. Yeah. Instead of the, being there to be his personal protection, he's going to send them out yes. to wipe out the rebels. This, yes. And the Falcon, uh, I think it has left Crate. Mm-hmm. It has maybe made a stop at some other planet uh, of note, or maybe of not of note. Right. Uh, we can decide on the planet. Uh, and a couple, when the, uh, when the rebels made mm-hmm. that pit stop on the Falcon, uh, a couple of porgs, let's say a murder, yeah, a murder. <laughs> a murder of porks. We don't know exactly how many that are. That yeah. is, uh, we can decide. Yeah. Three. Is that enough for a murder? I think that's enough for a murder. Yeah. Yeah. So three porks. Yeah. Three porks. Three porks. Fly off the falcon. The falcon takes off. They turn with their big emotive eyes and make that look like, that was our home. <laughs> you just flew away. All right. <laughs> they, with their little feather paws, they, uh, feather wings there, they uh, slap their faces like uh, Kevin McAllister. Yeah. The total home alone moment. Yes. Yeah, because they are stuck on this planet yeah. alone. What is this planet? All right. All right. I'm trying to, I think I want to go uh, new canon, and I think this should be uh, Pilio. Oh, I like it. I like Which it. Which is similar to Octo. A lot of ocean, a lot of water, little yeah. islands. Not as lush. Uh, featured heavily, of course, in Battlefront 2. Yeah, I like this. And it totally tracks that maybe uh, Ray would sense that there's still something of value there. Yes. Or, or maybe, uh, you know, Leia would just know that there's some munitions there. Yeah, and, and Ren was familiar with that planet. That's where he got, uh, you know, went back to it. I don't want to spoil the end of Battlefront 2 campaign if anyone... Uh, uh, hasn't played it yet, but he uh, he's connected to that planet, so he yeah. knows it, knows it well. And there's a lot of things going on on that on that planet. All right, so and and it's also continuing the lovely alliteration. This is a Borg versus Praetorian <laughs> Guard on Pilio. That's right. All right. Are you so, down with P? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> so the the murder of Porgs. These yes. Three Porg buddies. Three Porg buddies. <laughs> three Porg buddies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, they are mm-hmm. just making a new home, right? Yeah. So, so they're 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 kind of scavenging around now. They're like, "Well, this is happening." All right, but you know <laughs> what? This looks like a new place. We can sit. They'll come back for us. They'll come back for us. Don't worry. Yeah. But let's just find some. They trouble. They, yeah. There's a little like little bug-like creatures there. They're, porgs know how to avoid them right now, 
and they move towards the center where they find well, this. Look at that, like rah, 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 which is translated for like that looks like a door over there. Yeah, and they decide yeah. to go inside. Right, they start, they start to have, head over to that door. It's damaged. It's uh, the the observatory that was there has been blown up, of course, uh, but there's still remnants and there's still stuff there, and they can. The porgs even feel kind of an energy, but like this would be a nice place to settle down. Yeah, yeah. So I think they start uh, making their home, mm-hmm. and one day one of the porgs decides to to fly out and look for some food. Yeah, grab some food from the ocean, bring it back for their buddies. Basically, going to get takeout. Yes, like a good buddy. Pork takeout. Pork takeout. <laughs> uh, there, that was the other porgs placing their orders, <laughs> uh, and he zips. Out of the entrance and immediately slams into something. Oh, yeah. It is the back of Praetorian number nine. Number nine is there, facing out, kind of looking around like, yeah. what am I supposed to be finding here? What's going on here? Boom. Yep. And in, uh, I think, total slapstick that is the natural movement of Porg, slams yeah. into it and then slides down. Goes, <laughs> as he slides down. <laughs> <laughs> Praetorian number nine whirls around. Yes. Whipping out what kind of exotic vibro weapon. I got to tell you there, I like this. Uh, what are they called here? I got to get it right here. Got to get it right, which is the uh, the the whips, the, the whip, whip staff. staff. I love the whip, like staff, the whip one. staff I love yeah, the whip staff. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. And great for taking on flying creatures. Right. So he whips out his whip staff. Yes. <laughs> right. And I think Praetorian nine number nine is... A little insecure because yeah. he's not super elite. Right. He just got promoted because all of the ones who were better than him got slaughtered. Yes, yes, he, yes, exactly. <laughs> and he was always really close with number five. They were buddies. <laughs> number five, number, number five. nine. And it, yeah, nine and it, to five. And they it, got along. I, I think number five was the one that got lightsabered in the head by Kylo. Okay. Yeah. And he, nice. So he's been, it's been a weird time working for this guy. Yeah. He's like, you killed my buddy. Yeah. I know it. I know. Right. I know it wasn't just the scavenger girl who killed him. Yeah, all. he's got a lot of things going on. Right. So he, he, I think, gets that whip staff out and just slices the air, assuming yes. that his combatant was his same height and whatever struck him was immediately behind him. Right. <laughs> that thing goes racing yeah. out. The Porg, of course, is beneath him. Beneath him. <laughs> so as he swings his whip staff back around, the Porg looks up and is like, oh! And flies through his legs. Oh, yeah, of course. Towards the other side. Um, I don't know if the Porg's going to immediately go on the offensive. Yeah. Because he's got deep soul, man. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't jump to violence. Um, and I think he just kind of flutters in the air, kind of like, what do I do? Okay. And then I think something truly horrible happens. Oh. I think it, maybe some people would be mad at me. I don't know. I think the Praetorian gets his wits about him. I think number nine whirls, sees the little thing flying away, Mm -hmm. just slashes out with that whip staff, Mm. and I think uh, hits our Porg buddy's leg. Yes. And I think our Porg buddy just cries out in horrific pain. (laughs) (laughs) It is unpleasant. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was a wound. Yeah. It was painful. It's painful. Guts aren't hanging out. Don't worry. Painful Don't come at porg. Me. Don't yeah. at me. Uh, the, but the porg is in pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pain of the porg. Uh, and I think that this is going to trigger a fight or flight response. Yes. I think he, he drops to the ground, right? Yeah. He's flying. Sure. But ah, boom. I think 
He turns around with those big eyes, mm-hmm. and I think his face, his lip quivers a little bit, right? Like, could this, <laughs> could this be my end? And yeah, exactly. And number nine kind of does the, he stomps over, yeah, big, all that armor there, the nine plates of armor on each arm and shoulder, and he take, he has a whip, uh, whip. So whip, uh, whip staff. I want to say Whip Smart, the title of Liz Fair's <laughs> second album. Um, yes, the Whip Liz Staff. Fair's second album. Yeah. On. The whip, whip Staff, and he takes a big swing, and like he's going to come down yeah. over the top. Big, giant, boom, and and it misses. I think the poor flies out of the way at the last second yeah. and realizes it's game time. Yeah. And got to fight. Yep. Yeah, I think he, he, this little. He knows his other two buddies are back there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think he does a, a flutter with his wings mm-hmm. uh, where he gets up a bunch of energy and basically launches himself at a rock, mm-hmm. bounces off the rock. This is heroic because it hurt his, hurts his little leg, oh, yeah. his <laughs> injured leg. But he bounces off the rock, and now he has so much momentum, and he is just flying at the head of number nine, right. like just the massive pork battering ram that he knows he can be, and he is letting out a battle cry like the one we heard on the Falcon. That just that endless guttering bellowing, <laughs> and I think uh, translated to the porg language, yeah. it's it's on, my friends. It's on. It's on. I think he is calling to his <laughs> two friends back in it's the. On. It's on. It's, it's on. on. <laughs> it's a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight. Porg fight. Uh, and. I think he slams into the head of the Praetorian yeah. Guard number nine. And yeah. his head is his, he gets shook. This is just concussion. This is jello brain. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking closely here at, at a Praetorian Guard's helmet. And I think if you, I think it's like a, like a football helmet. I think it can hit, uh, you can rattle around in there, all right? Something like a mid 80s to early 90s football helmet that doesn't <laughs> have a lot of the improved technology there. So I think the pork hits him. He is. So number nine is rattled, drops his whip staff, mm-hmm. all right, and doesn't fall to the ground, but just kind of like I get that hurt, and and also he's like, am I fighting a bird? <laughs> what is happening? What's happening? Does here? this bird? Do have I the call fur for help? Force? Yeah, <laughs> the fur force. <laughs> the fur force. Yeah, yeah. I think as he, but he's is, dropped the whip staff. He dropped the whip staff for sure, and yeah. he is shaking it, shaking it off literally, and debating what is happening to him. Two more porgs race out from the cave. Yes. What do you think the porgs do, Ken? These two porgs fly straight for the fallen whipstaff. Oh, of course they do. And one of them gets there first, and he grabs whipstaff. Now, it is, you notice how, like, you it kind of, like, snaps back into position. Yeah. Like, into a staff, and then other times it's a whip. This one is still a a whip. Um, so it hasn't been, um, you know, when he dropped it, it didn't snap back. So it's still loosey goosey. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So one of them, he, he picks it up and he's flying. The other one has to come and kind of help. And they both, the these two porgs, and they fly up with a whip staff. Okay. I think this is great. And I think, uh, before the number nine can fully comprehend what is happening, they fly at him. He reaches out, uh, for the whip with his hand but they basically manage to do a quick maneuver where they go above his hand and they each have it in their mouths, mm-hmm. either end of the whip staff, right. and they get it around his throat. 
yes. right where that armor is vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah. just pulling and flying with all of their might. And it's like uh, like in an old West movie when someone gets tied behind a horse, right? And yes. you get dragged through, <laughs> drugged through town. So I think it hooks on it because those, those those masks have a lot of angles, a lot of areas. Yeah. So the whip staff hooks underneath the mask. It's still attached to his head. And they just, they, they're they able to drag him, not with a lot of f- force or fury. Yeah. It's a slow drag. But nonetheless, they got control of this Praetorian guard. But they, I think they move him up that little embankment that yes. we see in the video game. Yes. And then he's on a cliff's edge now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right Definitely. above the cliff's edge. Yeah. And uh, I think at this point he realizes, I, I need to spring into action. Yes. I'm and a I, Praetorian guard. I'm a Praetorian guard. I'm yeah. number nine. I'm number nine, but I will earn being number one. So yeah. I think he grabs it. Uh, I think it's done a little bit of damage to his helmet. I think it's a little crack there on mm-hmm. you know that vulnerable part. Uh, but I think he snaps it back into his staff. Okay. And that shakes the two porgs off. Oh, great. Yeah. And I think he takes a couple swings at them. Maybe he whacks e- each porg a little bit, but doesn't quite yeah. get any killing blows. He just there's, like hits them, they spin. There's been scream. some singed feathers. There's some singed feathers. <laughs> These, yeah. But these are brave, brave porgs. Uh, right. One of them's a, a lady porg, a little smaller. Lady porg. Uh, she is in the fight. Uh, yeah. But then our original porg. Yes. The kind one who is willing to get takeout. <laughs> has the wounded leg. Uh, yeah. Comes racing back into action. Yes. And I think uh, this porg knows. Uh, I, I, I've now seen uh, a lot more of the galaxy. Right. And I know that there are hard things that soft things live under. <laughs> and we need to get to the soft, meaty bit. Right. The way that uh, Big Furry Thing did when it ate one of us. Right. Or cooked one of or, us. Yeah. It got to the soft pork parts underneath. Yes. I bet this thing has soft parts underneath. I must get to them. And by the way, we know Chewie had already had one for breakfast. It was only at dinner that his life <laughs> turned around. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. They're like, they, we need to crack this shell. Yeah. So to speak. This is our lobster. Yeah. <laughs> our crab. <laughs> the Praetorian Guards yes. are basically the logo of the restaurant <laughs> Red Lobster, but much cooler. Uh, so yeah. does does this guy just take, does this brave porg just take another flying headbutt at that damaged helmet? Does he take another approach? I think, I think, I think that's the only thing he can do, right? Yeah. It, 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 it makes sense. So... Yes, I think the porg flies straight on, but it's it, it's less. It's a more direct shot. It's less of a glancing blow. It is just the porg puts his shoulder into it. Yeah, boom, and just knocks into this guy. And he's he's, he's a little more winded, a little more damaged. Yeah. So this time, I think it'll have some uh, have more effect. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. He's wounded, and this this now lodges his helmet up a little bit, so mm-hmm. it's a little off his face. Yeah. Uh, or in his neck is exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is struggling get it back into place. Yeah. But the Lady Porg sees an opportunity. Yes. She also, yeah, she, she sees an opportunity, and she flies in, lands kind of, well, not land, but it goes onto the top of his helmet. Oh, nice. And with her little uh, feet, <gasps> yanks off the helmet. Oh, she yanks it up. <laughs> yeah, just yanks it. So now his face is exposed. Nice. And I think he's got, like, those little, the black outfit that's underneath. I think it comes up over his... 
his ears. Uh, okay. It's like a, it's like a, almost like a, a bobsled racing, <laughs> yes. racing outfit. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like an uh, an oval opening with his face. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is not ominous at all. At all. Dorky at all. looking, in right. fact. Yeah, now we uh, know. In that moment, you realize he's not number nine. He's like Hugh. <laughs> the guy who when you went to high school with and you didn't know what he went into and he joined the military oh, and became you, this guy. You yeah. became a Praetorian guard. Yeah. Oh, and not a elite one. Oh, mm-hmm. A basic. Well, that's still good, Hugh. Good, 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 good job, Hugh. Very impressive. Pays good. Uh, I think the other Porg screams, yeah, 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 which is the Porg word for eyes. Oh, yes. Screaming the idea of let's go for its eyes. Yes. Yes. They know that the eyes are the key and the window to the soul if you're a porg and also it's a good place to hurt. So yes. The, the window to the meat. It's a window to the meat. So the two other porgs lead the charge. Yeah. And start just, well, I was going to say pecking. They don't really have beaks. No, they've got, they got to kind of get on, like try to get a lock on the eyebrow and yeah. get those little bottom teeth into the eyeball. <laughs> Eat you can you want you want them to eat the Praetorian guards' eyeballs like a vampire or a werewolf or somewhere a zombie. I, I want love them it. to try. Well, so I think we'll they. See if it works. I think they try. Think That's they a try. great direction. Does I'm going to yes end that and say that they both fly to each eye to a left and a right eye and they they lock into the top of his eyelids and his eyebrows. Oh, his there, brow. there is screaming. There yeah. is screaming. Uh, this is the closest we've had to a Star Wars horror film, by the way. <laughs> yes. There is uh, some spurting of blood, some screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is a Praetorian guard. Yes. Right? So I think that he remembers his training. And mm-hmm. I think what he does is an aggressive backflip where he's basically not trying to complete the backflip. He's trying to land on his face. Yes. So he can basically smash the porgs on the ground. He's not going to roll through it. He's just going to flip over. He's just going to flip through it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I like basically that. face slam the porgs. He does that. So he 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 squishes one. It's it's alive. It's well. Don't worry. Yeah. But it's it's definitely hurt. The other one skedaddles away. Flies away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the the lady yeah. porg makes it out before the yes. the landing, and the other one Quicker takes some some rib damage for yeah. sure. It's definitely painful. It's painful. Core damage. Yeah. Some core damage. Yeah. Um. I think that now our original porg who had removed the helmet. Is back in action. Yes. And realizes, wow, this, uh, porks are quite, quite smart. Yeah. They, and inquisitive, so they like to watch. And they see, this guy's, he's got all this fancy footwork. Yeah. You can't keep him off his balance. And the porg realizes, we need to take his balance away. Mm, Very smart. Good tactic. I think this porg takes a, dives down to the ocean, as Mm. he was originally planning to do. Right. He gets a big mouthful of minnows. Oh. Little space minnows. Space minnows. He flies back up and right. he he salts the earth <laughs> with little slippery minnows. Little slippery minnows, hoping that when Praetorian Number Nine stands up, it will be slip, Jerry Lewis level slaps. Slip on the banana peel. Slip on space minnows. <laughs> slip on the space minnows. Does this bold tactic work? Um, he's he gets to his feet. Yeah, yeah well, he gets to his 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 knees. He's almost like on all fours. Yeah, he, he kind of takes his eyes are bleeding. He's, he's he's not seeing well. He's yeah. not seeing well. He's just upset. He's hoping no one sees this. He's like, I'm definitely going to be demoted to number ten <laughs> at this point. I don't know if there's ranks by numbers. That just might be your designation. But um, he does stand up, and he's not stepping back under the minnow. Oh no, he's not falling for the trap. He's not following the trap. But the porgs realize we have to make them. 
So his helmet's still lying there. So uh, the, the female porg grabs, flies down, grabs the helmet, and flies towards him and kind of as uh, angles up. It was like a bombing run. <laughs> so she's flying straight at his head and then kind of moves up at the last moment, drops the helmet onto his head. Now, it's not with a lot of force. It's not going to, it might bruise him because the, the helmet's that's heavy plastoid. Yeah. But it hits him and it causes him to kind of ah, stumble back. Onto the minnows. Onto the minnows. So she brains him with his own helmet. Yes. She hits him in his vulnerable soft spots yes. with the symbol of the oppression of the First Order, his armor, and he steps back onto a big pile of <laughs> flapping, slippery space minnows. Oh, flapping minnows, man. He does a just comic dance. One yes. leg here. One that he tries to do the recovery. You know, I'm from uh, Minnesota, a land of ice and snow, and there is a particular <laughs> joy and shame the winter begins, and you watch out your window for, like, can't wait to watch someone slip, catch himself, and slip some more. <laughs> you know, the more seconds it goes on, the better. And this goes on for, this is at least 15 seconds of, oh, oh he's got his bounce back. Nope, whoop, oh, 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 he did a flip. Cool move. Oh, what? Oh, no, there goes the wacky leg again. Right. Oh, no, okay, here he goes. And I think he tumbles back. He falls over the cliff edge, but he grabs onto the ledge. Yes. And I think... This might be a good moment to pause our fights, as we always do. This is a, I almost wasn't. I was not. I was not excited for this moment. This is a tough moment for it's me. A tough moment. We decide who would win. Yeah. And based on the story we we've been telling, who do we want who to win? Want and then we win. will complete this epic battle of titans. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking? When this started, I had an idea. Oh. And I've changed my idea midway. Uh, I was going to see if this was the time this particular Praetorian guard saw the air of his ways oh. and maybe switch sides. Maybe these Borgs could turn him to the good side. But as the battle's gone on, I realized the one thing The Last Jedi taught us is you have to be responsible for your choices. You talked about this uh, theme, Joseph, in yeah. our Force Center breakdown of The Last Jedi. You, you have to have, there's some responsibility. You make these choices, you, you, not that you're stuck with them. Yeah. You can change your ways. Absolutely. In fact, I want a lot of you out there to change your ways. But <laughs> he's got to pay some price. He's done some bad for things. His, for his evil. Yes. Yes. So you feel like he should ultimately, in the uh, moral arc of the galaxy, mm. pay through yes. defeat. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. And I think... In fairness to how amazing the Praetorian Guards are. They are. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to kill a pork. That's just not the mood I'm in today. <laughs> but I think we've got a couple uh, of pretty bad injuries. I yep. think the, the one, the, our lead pork, mm-hmm. that little leg may never not work the same yeah. again. Yeah, if you ever go to like a petting zoo and you see one goose that's kind of like got a damaged leg, and you're like, yeah. pork. Poor goose, what happened to you? That's yeah. that. I think it's always going to kind of stick out at a weird angle, yes. and he's going to have a weird gait to yes. his little hobble. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> it's ultimately going to be a little bit, a little cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just everything. It's cute injury. Uh, and that, that other uh, uh, pork, definitely, got, they're going to be in uh, pork traction, wound, <laughs> wounded ribs. It's going to need a therapy walk. It's going to need a therapy walk for the pork. Yeah. But the porgs are going to decisively win this battle, which mm-hmm. leaves us only with the question of death. Yeah. Are the porgs going to murder Praetorian number nine, or will he live to question his choices? Um, murder. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Murder. <laughs> yeah. So I 
I propose this is high up on a cliff, right? Yeah. So there's another, there's many, many species on Pileo, but the one we know that is very prominent is the scritter, scritters, which is these bug-like flying scorpion type of abominations. Yeah, big pussy creatures. Yes, yes. Skywalker's got to defeat them. Uh, Del Mico's got to shoot them when you play that mission on Battlefront 2. There's a hive of them. Oh. Down below on the lower part of this cliff and on the shore. Okay. He needs to end up there. <laughs> nice. Here's what I think happens. Uh, and, and feel free to, to jump in. I, mm-hmm. I like that that's where we're going. I think this Praetorian uh, struggles to get back up, but right. um, his armor, is, it, it, it's coming off a little bit, and the Porgs see this. Yes. And I think they line up on mm-hmm. the cliff's edge, mm-hmm. and slowly, cruelly, they bite down <laughs> on the armored fingers, and they tug, and they tug. And they make their little uh, porg tugging noises. <laughs> and the armored gloves come off. And Praetorian you... number nine falls, falls. screaming, no! <laughs> and where does he land exactly? Boom, right in the center <laughs> of all these scritters. And there's a momentary pause where all the scritters look at each other like, well, happy day. Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> exactly. And they just... They you know, just swarm. You, you know how that one Praetorian guard got one of 17, uh, got tossed into that little, like, fan oh, yeah, and cut shredded. up? Yeah. Uh, which is a very popular moment in the movies uh, that, I, that I've seen, the screenings I've seen. I think that happens here. Just, just Pieces of armor flying, black uh, lycra, everything, and, and uh, Praetorian meat. Yeah. They eat him down to the bone and then decorate their home <laughs> with his bones. Yeah. That's what those scritters do. And the little the little porg, the one with the forever wounded leg, yeah. who can still get around but has to put a little work into it, that porg thinks to himself, you know what? I left our home to get us some takeout. Yes. And the world, the force moves in strange ways. It does. I brought some takeout to the scritters instead. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Can you feel it? Breathe. Balance. Breathe. Light. The dark. <laughs> Porg balance as well. <laughs> any other denouements? Any other I end think of credit scenes? They settle in nicely to what's left over of this observatory. And the scritters never forget the good deeds the Porgs did for them. So the Porgs aren't in danger of the scritters. They live in harmony. Um, as uh, Obi-Wan would say in the prequels, you know, it's a symbiotic circle there, you know? Um, the Porgs and the scritters. I do think, though, at one point, there's one day there's a low hum, and then they they come out of what's left of the observatory, and they see the Millennium Falcon landing, and the gate closes or goes down, the landing the walkway goes down, and out steps... Chewbacca with a porg on his shoulder. Aww. And he did. <laughs> and the three porgs are reunited with the rest of their porg family. That is beautiful. And the murder goes back <laughs> to the larger group, the super murder yeah. of porgs. Yeah. But before they leave, space. one of them grabs an artifact that they were using oh. to build like a little nest. Yeah. And it turns out that that's some sort of important Sith-built artifact that later on will factor into, like, Star Wars Episode Thirteen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the Sith calculator. <laughs> it's a yes. space calculator. Everything adds up to evil on that calculator, but it's going to help 
Ray yeah. as she builds the new Jedi. All thanks to our murder of Porgs. That was even more fun than I imagined. Yeah. Now, I'm, you know, the Porgs, everybody's been wanting, who's a fan of Databank Brawl, thank you for being a fan. You've been waiting for Porgs to fight. I, mm. I have to say, they'll fight again. I mean, we want Jennifer yeah. to see them. Uh, our friend Ash Crosson uh, yep. has uh, really uh, gone out there and made herself the queen of Porgs. We will revisit the Porgs with some of our, our Porg lovers out there in Porg Nation, yeah. for sure. Uh, as always, if there are characters that you'd like to see uh, fight, let us know. Uh, send us a tweet, or you can contact us on Facebook as well. Use the hashtag databankbrawl. We'd love to know who you would like to see fight, especially are there side characters in The Last Jedi that popped out to you? We will watch like hawks for them mm-hmm. to be added to the official databank. Ken. Where can people find you? You can find me at Ken Knapsack across all social media platforms. I have the show Daily Thrones on Anchor and uh, the Knapsack Files, a regular podcast out there as well. Talk about non-Star Wars related things. Excellent. Uh, and I want to give a specific shout out to Tony Thaxton, great musician uh, and podcaster himself who wrote our awesome theme music for Databank Brawl. I've been getting a lot of messages from everybody but how much you're enjoying the songs, and they are great. He also has a Patreon where uh, he creates new Star Wars music, so you can check his Patreon out. You can, of course, check out our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash forcecenter. You can also check out our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash forcecenter. Uh, you can check out my personal podcast, Obsessed. I've got a bunch of live shows coming up. You can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com for that. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said while no one was really listening to him, I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.